Greetings and welcome to another edition of AUHSD Future Talks. I'm your host, Michael Matsuda, the superintendent of the Anaheim Union High School District. And as our 8,000 listeners know, this show is all about the future of education. And we've been so lucky to have amazing guests talking about the challenges ahead. And today's guest is Professor June Ahn from UC Irvine. June, welcome to our little show. Hello, Michael. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we always start off, June, with uh, a little bit just about you and, you know, how did you end up uh, being a professor and an expert in AI? Uh, so uh, take it away, June. Well, my life story a little bit. Um, I grew up in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and my uh, parents immigrated from Korea. And um, I'm a first-generation college student, so the first person in my family to attend and graduate college. Um, when I was in college, I uh, was really interested in computer science. So I was a computer science major. But the biggest, most uh, influential experience of my life was being a middle school math teacher in the summers uh, for uh, students um, in Providence. And that really spurred a deep passion to be doing something in education, uh, particularly with technology. And so I was a math teacher. I was a computer science teacher in high school. Uh, I was a technology director uh, for schools. Um, and then ultimately, I got my PhD in um, education policy because I wanted to study how to change education systems. Um, but in my career, so I've been a professor at University of Maryland, New York University, and now UC Irvine. Uh, all of my work has involved designing technologies, designing systems that foster organizational change. Um, and so we've done everything from thinking about data, uh, visualizations, uh, improvement science, research practice partnerships, and now AI is uh, kind of a big topic that we're working on. But the core theme for me has always been Let's work with educators, let's work with students, let's work with families and figure out how to make technology work for us. So um, on that note, let's talk a little bit about this uh, collaboration between UCI. It's funded, of course, by the Chan Zuckerberg Foundation. Um, could you describe for the audience what that project is all about? Yeah, so um, my biggest point of pride, actually, is Chan Zuckerberg approached uh, you all at Anaheim and said, we are looking for districts that are doing the most innovative things, but you, we really want you to partner with universities so that you can have good research behind it, right? And so um, uh, I really love the process of us creating a project together that had mutual benefit, right? So you all taught me a lot about your 5C framework, your career preparedness framework, and the change efforts that you're really undergoing in the district. Um, and I had been thinking a lot about technology and AI, and we thought, hey, let's combine these ideas together and think about ways of measuring the five Cs from the student voice, student perspective. And we're now using AI to uh, analyze student stories about their lives and their learning experiences and pulling out the five C's, the skills that they actually already have uh, that, that we've never been able to kind of visualize and see before. So that's the project with Chan Zuckerberg. Um, and I think uh, super excited about the AI component, but most excited about partnering with you all 
on the change effort. So uh, just in the past couple of weeks, we've had 20,000 students use the AI tool that we built together, a uh, thousand teachers using it, and we're coordinating to have teachers look at the data together now and start thinking about their students uh, providing opportunities in the classroom. So that's what I'm most excited about. So this, uh, I mean, just for our audience to really understand the potential of this project, because uh, I, I know that UCI has uh, been tracking the success of our students from uh, the district, and um, they're doing rather well compared to all other uh, districts in, in the county and in, in the region in terms of GPA and persistence rates. So um, what implications do you see this work having in potentially um, impacting how the university uh, identifies student talent? What I've uh, really appreciated learning from you all is, uh, you know, the five C's that are the broad framework, something like critical thinking or creativity or collaboration, those have been skills that uh, we always value. Those have been kind of the biggest differentiators, right, between folks who get jobs or get into careers or succeed in a place, right? It hasn't really been the test score of their content knowledge. That's the big indicator, right? And so um, the biggest thing, though, that has been the obstacle is that we can't value things that we can't see in terms of measurements and analytics or indicators. Um, and it's, like, easy to create indicators for grades or test scores. We know how to do that. It's been harder to create indicators for these soft skills, these 21st century skills that we clearly value, uh, but you know they don't fit neatly into a standardized multiple choice test, right? And so I think the biggest implication for me is that now using technology like large language models, uh, we can analyze student perspectives, student stories, student reflections, um, and actually start to show others, teachers, parents, college advisors, uh, the funds of knowledge and the skills that the students already have, uh, that's a huge game changer for me because now we've expanded out uh, the indicators that we use to admit students to college or to uh, track their progress um, or to see what they want to learn. Uh, we don't have to rely on limited indicators anymore. So you had mentioned um, we've just collected 20,000 reflections of our students around the five Cs. Could you um, describe in more detail what that means and the role of AI in summarizing some of these, uh, these reflections and how that and the, and the utility of that both to the teacher and to the student? Absolutely. So <clears throat> what we're prototyping together uh, with the district is a tool where like a student provides an audio answer. So they record an audio response to a question. And so one of our questions may ask students to think about a time that they overcame a challenge in their life, you know, and the students share these stories and then what we do is we actually use AI to automatically transcribe the audio. And we have been training the AI to uh, recognize and pull out 
for example, the persistence that students show or the strategies they use to overcome a challenge, right? And we can pull that out because of the large language models that we're training and the fact that we can now use AI to analyze language directly. And uh, the big part of that, though, is that uh, we can start to see that students actually, for example, show a lot of persistence in their life, right? Uh, I can't think of a multiple choice test item that could adequately give us an indicator of that kind of persistence, right? But the story of the student, the student's own life experiences or their classroom experiences, uh, we can now create an indicator of the kinds of persistence that they've experienced, right? And I think that's super powerful because the key principle for our partnership is that we want to create a tool that came from student voice, uh, students' perspectives. And so now they, they can share their perspectives in an audio format, and we're using research in our AI tools to uh, very quickly analyze those or efficiently analyze those so that teachers can also recognize uh, what the students have experienced. So um, I really think it's a very simple tool, but it's a game changer in its simplicity, right? Because we're not putting a lot of burden on students, for example, to now be able to share their perspective. They can kind of just record things just as they would uh, creating a TikTok video or, or something. So through the lens of the five C's though, the students are, are the, the, uh, the, the, the AI is helping to um, summarize some of those reflections. And then that is available to the teachers, right? Yeah. So the teachers can actually reflect on their own practice in terms of where, where are my gaps and what, how I, I can uh, bring more collaboration or whatever seems to be lacking. What do you think are the chances of students taking ownership of that reflection as they move to places like UC Irvine? Yeah. So uh, actually, the next phase of our partnership is we want to design uh, student dashboards so the students can actually see their own reflections, see how the AI is pulling their summaries out. And then the students could also continue to add more reflections to their profile. Um, and I think the next phase is for us to think about what that student profile looks like. So how could the student craft their narrative, their story around this profile to show others uh, all of the different skills that they can speak about, right? And so we're thinking about this kind of student profile idea. Uh, and the power of that is that we could now share that with others. We could share that with uh, colleges or employers, and they can get a deeper sense of a student uh, that they couldn't get before. And so this kind of student profile idea is the next phase that we're co-designing together. I think uh, as universities sort of grapple with how to assess talent other than the traditional academic metrics, we're looking at universities uh, through this shared tool called Common Data Sets. Um, and, and what we're seeing more and more are like looking at talent, looking at character, looking at um, activities like internships and things. But I've been look, looking deeply at how they uh, identify and define talent. And it's very interesting because talent 
is uh, it's intrinsic versus extrinsic. Like, for example, there are a lot of uh, kids that might win first place in a classical piano comp, uh, you know, uh, showcase and, and think that's talent, and that is, but that's not in necessarily intrinsic talent. Right. Talent is if the kid truly wants to do that and then takes the t- is motivated to take the time to practice and so forth. Right. Versus mom and dad making them do that. Right. I think that's a huge difference, right, in terms of this word talent. And can you comment on that and how what you're doing, trying to get inside the kid's head to express that in their reflections? And their con- that connection to talent. Yeah, I think that's a great anecdote and analogy, Mike. Because um, uh, before we could only rely on these external indicators, right? Like, did I win the competition or did I get a good grade? But you're absolutely right. It's like our own processes for how we approach the world. How do we approach collaboration? How do I think about overcoming a challenge? Right. Those are the things that actually um, define us more deeply, right? And so I think uh, AI and large language models in this project, this collaboration, I think is starting to peel back the layers to shed light on how we could do this effectively, ethically, uh, but also like provide a efficient but deeper insight into every student. How, what makes them tick? How do they think about the world? That kind of information, I think, is much more informative in identifying talent and developing talent, right, than only relying on our achievements, for example, right? So I, I think it's kind of a redefinition of talent. I think we in, inherently, as human beings, see it in each other. We, we look for these things when we meet each other or talk to each other or work together closely, but uh, we just never had education systems or assessment systems that were uh, keeping pace with that, right? And so I think now we can kind of accelerate and experiment more with AI for these humanistic kind of uh, opportunities, right? Yeah, so I guess the big picture here is that this project uh, could more intentionally measure talent and purpose leading to a major and a career, right? And this, I think this is one reason why our students are thriving at UC Irvine and yeah. other major universities. You have a colleague across town at USC, Mary Helen Imordino Yang, who uh, who's recently sent a team to, uh, to the Anaheim Union High School District to look at the connection between pedagogy and emotional health and well-being. You know, she's an expert in adolescent brain development and linking emotion to learning. I see a convergence here between what you're doing and what she's doing. Yeah. Can you comment on that? Absolutely. I think uh, we um, explore a very similar topic from different lenses. Um, So I think she uh, explores it from a kind of neuroscientific lens, right? What's going on in our brains? How do we make those connections between emotions and cognition? Um, And I'm actually very inspired by that work. Um, And I tend to approach it from the lens of practice. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like in the classroom? 
how are teachers and students interacting with each other? Uh, how are we setting environments for students to uh, show their practices and show their dispositions, right? And so I think you probably need both lenses. You need the foundational kind of science evidence of what's happening, right, in our brains or in our uh, in our uh, cognition. But then you also need the evidence and practice. What does it look like when we're socially interacting as human beings, right? Um, and how do we create systems to support that? So the creating of systems is a complex and complicated problem. Uh, that is slightly different than understanding the relationship to well-being. But we still need the evidence about how do we support well-being to motivate how we create systems to support it. And so I love the synergy, and it's great that you're talking to a bunch of researchers from different perspectives. Well, it's kind of like a Venn diagram between what you're doing and what she's doing. You're, yeah. to, look, to, look, to me, your work leads more toward that purposeful education and what I might want to do with my life. Hers is dealing with sort of the, um, the mental health and the emotional well-being. But I think the Venn diagram part, the overlap, is the pedagogy, yeah. The, yeah. the five Cs. And, I, I, and that's what really excites us and building systems uh, around that. Um, that. That is really groundbreaking work uh, yeah. too, that we're doing. Um, do you think, I mean, what happens, I know this grant is uh, three years halfway through that. Where do you see it potentially going, this work? I think uh, what I'd love to see is that the tool that we're building together, um, because we are building it together and we're building it from the perspective of you all in the district, I think it can be much more um, kind of applicable to other districts as well. Right. So we're not building a tool in my lab and then throwing it on the district. So um, I'm hoping that other districts, we might work together to have other districts take up the work and learn from what we've learned in the last two years. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, we can start to think about um, protocols and best practices so that those districts can think about the data in the ways that you all think about the data. So I would say that the technology and the data is just the one step in a multi-step process. The most important component is how you think about the data and then how do you support students, right? And um, you all have a very clear vision. You have a kind of clear set of values. Um, and then that focus on the Venn diagram around kind of the practice, right, and the pedagogy you can look at the data in that way, right? Mm -hmm. um, we kind of need to educate more districts on that process because uh, you could also potentially hypothetically look at the data to sort the kids or to evaluate them and say, make winners or losers, right? And things like that. And I would say that's probably not, the, not a productive use of the data, right? right. If, if our vision is to help support a persistent, deep learning uh, leading to kind of achieving our goals in life for the kids, right? Um, that's not the use of the data that I would propose. I love that. I mean, it's very much asset-based and student-centered. In the couple minutes we have left, I uh, wanted to talk to you a little bit about this uh, AI summit that the district is uh, 
hosting with um, UC Irvine. And you're actually going to be a, a speaker at the one of the big sessions there. Um, why, why, why go to that? It's a K twelve summit, but why should people go to that? It's an AI summit for K twelve educators. So I've been uh, in the field of educational technology um, for about twenty years now, um, as an educator and a professor and researcher, and um, you kind of see these waves that happen, these cycles that happen consistently. And what happens is a new technology comes out and uh, there's lots of confusion about how we should best use it. And then there's lots of excitement about what we could do with it. Um, and then usually that excitement dies down, right? Because uh, there's not very deep and critical thinking about how do you leverage the technology for meaningful goals in schools, right? And so I think a summit like this, I'm excited about it because it brings educators together for us to have that conversation early, right? Versus like five years from now when the dust has settled. And so I think uh, I would love to see educators come so that like we can set the agenda, right? And we can say, okay, if our true mission is around the five C's, what does AI do for that? versus the conversation that happens right now is AI is here, what are we gonna do, right? And I think so, uh, the summit it, to me is really about um, flipping the conversation, uh, reiterating people's core values and missions, and then learning about AI in order to serve that mission, right? Versus uh, trying to think about AI as, um, as some kind of tool to drop onto the, the work you're already doing, right? I love it. You know, uh, I I just am so impressed working with you, June, because I know you're like the smartest person in the room, but you, you would never know it because you're such a humble person and our teachers love collaborating with you. And I, I, I'm very grateful uh, to the uh, partnership, June. And on behalf of our uh, 27,000 students and perhaps many, many more across this country uh, want to thank you for your work uh, developing a, a, an amazing, amazing approach to um, identifying student talent. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. I, I uh, very much cherish uh, the partnership as well. And uh, I wake up every day kind of excited about the next steps that we take every day. <laughs>